0: Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. Yep, no budget for theme song. So that is it. My name is Ohan and this is Apes and Drapes. This episode is brought to you by saltwater, the necessary component for the evolution of life. You are DNA's attempt to carry it around the universe in a vulnerable fleshy sack for reasons we may never know. Yes, it's saltwater, because too much fresh water without sodium will kill you. Alright, here we go. We all throw around the word economics. Pretty ubiquitous term, but most people don't have an accurate sense of what economics actually is. Understanding the economist's lens is crucial to interacting with and acting within society. So I'll give you my definition. Economics is the study of human behavior with regard to the use of resources. People will define it differently, but usually every other official definition makes it sound like a glorified version of finance, which it definitely is not. When defining it, people throw around words like production, distribution, and consumption, and talk about economic agents. But that's all the useless fluff that comes from people who are trying way too hard to define something they either don't quite understand, or, more likely, understand you don't quite understand. So in this conversation, We can consider the study of human behavior relative to the use of resources, the what of economics. The why of economics should be to maximize the utilization of resources in order to maximize the quality of life for the largest number of human beings. And the how of economics is by looking at past behavior and turning it into data, and looking at past frameworks to put the data into context. The behavior can be anything from sales data, to personal equity data, to information about savings and loans from banks, to the performance of individual businesses and industries. And the frameworks to give the data context are laws, policies, and actions taken by governments and central banks. Basically, we're talking about taking all of these sets of data that have their own labels and putting them into the context within which the data was produced, so we can make guesses about how those circumstances impact people's behaviors, so that in the future, we can predict those behaviors more accurately, so we can distribute resources in the best ways possible. Of course, this is not always how this information is used, but the knowledge itself isn't inherently bad. Knowledge is power, and if it is wielded only by the self-interested, we're all screwed. Basically, understanding economics and working in the field is one of the best ways to do good if we get enough people using it as the tool it is. The economist's lens, meaning the framework through which one might look at reality when they are entrenched in the study of economics, will of course be filtered through my lens in this podcast, which is something more like the Shakespearean Fool. So this will make more sense if you listen to the lens episode first, otherwise it might seem like I'm not taking enough into account. Maybe I'm not, but at least part of that is due to the fact that I'm explaining a particular way of looking at reality while understanding that no perspective could possibly be all-encompassing. Anyway, resources are limited. Anything that is not limited is not a resource. We happen to live in a universe in which pretty much everything is limited, including us, as in the number of people that make up the idea of us, and us individually in terms of our individual capacities and the amount of time we exist for. The other word I use in my definition is behavior. Economics without behavior doesn't exist, because if you have no desire to do anything, then you're not acting, and if you do not act, there's no behavior to look at and there is no economy. Once you do anything, including breathe, which is why it is very important to consider clean air a resource since companies are robbing us of our right to it, that action is capable of being analyzed. And since it is a behavior that consumes a resource, which effectively is inextricable from behavior in general, it is a part of economics. All the water you choose to consume, every bit of food you eat, all the time you spend on your couch is being calculated by somebody somewhere. Everything you choose to do can be turned into data. Time is constantly passing, and with every passing second, what is or isn't done in that second is counted. For example, for a social media company, how much time you spend on social media is really how much time you aren't spending on social media. Okay, so let's do something fun. Are you sitting down i mean it doesn't really matter either way it's exceedingly likely that absolutely everything around you has been altered by human hands which means i can make a lot of assumptions like there's probably a screw or a nail holding together something that you can see at this very moment there's probably a bit of plastic a bit of metal some concrete maybe a bit of wood or something that is made to look like wood and likely a bunch of ambiguous materials you aren't even quite sure about there are things that are meant to be coherent shapes things that are meant to be even surfaces for you to put things on, and curved ones because they're nice to look at and to dissuade you from putting things on, and soft things for you to sit on, and every once in a while, some things have spikes. We all pretty much make the same assumption about spikes. These are all things our environments tell us, which really means things other people are telling us by shaping our environments for us, which, in the case of spikes, is don't sit here. We call these assumptions we make about things by simply looking at them affordances. Why am I making this very unimpressive, but hopefully a mildly accurate series of assumptions about your surroundings. To reinforce this idea, if you're like most people, everything you interact with on a daily basis has been altered by human minds. Even when many of us go into nature, that nature has been altered. Parks are obvious, in that it's very rare for a park to not have actually been designed. But if when you go into nature, you walk along a natural trail, the simple fact that you're walking along a trail means, of course, it's more human mind than natural occurrence. Why is that significant? For one... Many people don't really know, intimately, what natural design is. If it's a forest that is frequented by human beings, that means it's not purely natural in that humans would have caused at least a bit of change to the design of a place, including deterring a lot of the wildlife that would normally inhabit it from altering it in ways they otherwise would. Are human beings natural? Sure. But for the sake of ironing out some semantics, I'm going to use the word natural to mean something unaltered by human beings. But, of course, we are natural, which then might have to mean our thoughts are natural, which means the actions which result from our thoughts must be natural, which means us destroying nature is natural because we were created by natural processes and we've already established our actions which result from our thoughts are natural and nature, of course, is natural and nature is a natural occurrence on Earth, which is part of the universe, which starts to mean that if it exists in the universe, it is natural, which means nature extends its boundaries to encompass the universe itself, which makes the word unnatural mean something which doesn't exist in the universe and suddenly unnatural takes on the definition of a non-existent object. Wow, that line is more blurry than we realized going into that. But really all lines are blurry, every category is on a gradient, because everything is always both, and we use words concretely, sometimes to generalize because it is efficient, and if we want to be pedantic about every use case of every word, when the point of using words is to communicate ideas efficiently to save time, then really we're just wasting time. Therefore. Let's stick with human beings came into being as a result of nature, but the capacity to think abstractly and act on abstract thoughts is not within the purview of nature. So for the sake of this conversation, an abstract thought is unnatural. That will save us time because it will get old pretty quick to have to redefine and adjust terms on a micro level every time we use them. And if you are uncomfortable with either the abstract thoughts are unnatural or unnatural is a non-existent semantic leap, then just send me an email and we'll hash it out. Anyway, everything we interact with is altered by some industry. If a human changed it, That means that a human being was paid to change it. That means there's some industry built around every little bit of our physical realities. Let's go back to the screw that's probably in your chair, regardless of whether you're sitting on it at the moment or not. That screw was made in a factory that makes screws. It takes a long time to make one factory-produced metal screw, because first you need to produce the factory, which probably takes more screws, which is why you're building the factory in the first place, which means before you build your screw factory, you need to have had another factory that already produces screws but also light bulbs, light fixtures, cables, a whole energy infrastructure and doors, door handles and toilets and plumbing and an infrastructure to handle sewage, but also your building materials like steel and cement, and factories for metals and cement industries for mining those things out of the ground and large trucks, factories for making those trucks and all the packaging for those materials and of course a transportation infrastructure and roads. Basically you need all of the industries that are focused on the raw materials for those things and their companion industries that focus on the manufacturing of component parts out of those industries and all of a sudden to make one metal screw for your chair you need projects so big that governments have to get involved because you can't just blow up mountains and dig giant holes in the ground and lay miles of concrete for highways just to make one damn metal screw without some sort of regulation and forethought that would be ridiculous basically it takes a very large diverse economy to build out any of the facets of our large diverse economy as we know them today and your little screw and your little chair has all of a sudden a huge process of economic evolution behind it somewhere somebody is driving around in a car maybe sending their kids to college on the money that they made just from the screws in your chairs let alone every other part of it The car that the person who makes the screws is driving is funding the car dealer's own car and children, and the car dealer is funding the manufacturer who has employees and whose employees buy things that involve other industries, and really everything is connected in a web of not too many degrees of separation between the overlap and interdependence of industries. This most likely isn't anything you didn't know. But the remarkable complexity of the global economy, which includes even the most minuscule and seemingly trivial parts of your everyday life, like screws and nails, is mind-numbing and very difficult to encapsulate with just words because every piece of every stage of every industry requires a full tangent of its own pieces and own stages of industries. Thinking about all of this, drawing the lines, gathering the data, building the equations to make sense of it all, is economics. Behind every single piece of data that is collected Every line that is drawn that connects two businesses are decisions, decisions that people make on how to use the resources they have access to relative to the decisions other people are making about how to use their own resources, all interlocked, all impacting one another. Now, if you're thinking, wait, since that long tangent earlier about the word natural, he hasn't even used the word natural once. You're right. I haven't. (laughs) Ha!